and welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, where each episode we delve deep into cinema sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partners in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And Miss Helen McIntyre. All right. And you know, listeners, as we record this, we're approaching the end of November, so we're almost at Christmas. It is almost the season of peace on earth and goodwill to all men, so... We figured we had to just go full on in with death, destruction, robots, aliens, everything, <laughs> as we look back at the Philippines' best sci-fi action romp, in my opinion, anyway. It's the only Filipino yep. sci-fi action romp. I was going to say, it could also be their worst. You. We wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we are taking a look at Transmutators. Um, right, now, straight off the bat... I think we've got to address the elephant in the room here. Where <laughs> yeah. the fuck were the Transformers in this movie? Like, well, this yeah. was not the right. film that was advertised, was it? Okay, so I thought about this, and I thought this might be actually down to, like, a translation error, because, you know, Transformers, robots in disguise. The robots weren't disguised, but they were hidden for most of the film. They were, and there is transmutation at the core of the plot. So yeah. there is. It's not wrong. However, however, this is definitely the marketing department. <laughs> yeah. You, you look at the artwork and you've got a very, very clear Optimus Prime ripoff on the cover. Mm-hmm. On the Amazon splash screen, you've got the same Optimus Prime motherfucker. It's Even also, the font I was is the same. Say, it's the Transformers. Yeah. It's the Michael Bay Transformers font. Um, yeah. it, it's interesting because I recall having this very conversation about this time last year with Fiona about like creatives versus marketing executives and Mm. why we we being the collective as creatives fucking hate marketing executives (laughs) look they do their job right we would not be watching this film no were it not for the genius marketing executives passing it off as what i thought was going to be a really really bad transformers knockoff that's what i came to this dance for but it worked didn't it so as much as yeah, probably... I mean, it was every, it rips off every other sci-fi film oh, yeah. except for Transformers. Completely, <laughs> but but you know the the cell worked right. We watched yeah. oh, it completely. thinking we were going to get a Transformers rubber. So mm. hats off to the marketing department, but <laughs> not what I signed up for. And you've no. you've got to figure if anybody actually involved in this production is looking, they're going. That's not the film we made. Like it's, it's, <laughs> the cover couldn't be any less like what this yeah. film actually is. Um, yeah. yeah. So I did have to shelve some initial disappointment. And actually, th- this film has a lot of negative reviews, and most of them do mention the fact that the robots are shit and there aren't enough yes. of them. No, this is. Your problem, but they're not robots; they're mechs. This is the, this mm. is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. They're not it's, robots. It's, it's yeah, the, they're mech suits. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 the mis-selling of it. And I, actually, I've, I've just flicking through IMDb before we came on. Um, I was looking for the budget for the um, for this, and a lot of the reviews in there are very positive. They're also known six, seven plus stars because people say that. Yes, it's an incredibly low budget. Yes, okay, no, you you get you get what it looks like, but no. Hits the story beats, it hits the mark. Some performances aren't great. I think the dub it doesn't help with that. The dub to oh, English God. is pretty poor. Um, but yeah, by and by and large, people have gone. Yeah, I can see what they were trying to do, and actually for what they were trying to do it with. And we know we've been there. We've no, mm-hmm. their, their budget was probably more than ours, but it's still four fifths to fuck all compared to what a film of this nature would be. And they've gone out and put it out on Front Street. And I think you've got you've got to give them credit for that. I mean, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring straight away here, and I don't know how. This episode's going to go this evening, but I put my hat in the ring straight away. I fucking love this film. 
I, I, I thought this was fucking excellent on, on all levels. Um, I laughed out loud three times and I don't often laugh out loud. Like, even in films that I like, if most of the time, if I think a film is like really fucking funny, I'll kind of like have like a little quiet little to myself. Yeah. But this got belly laughs on totally three agree. separate occasions. This yeah. is one of those films where I, I think it is probably going to be a Marmite film. But I think mm. if if you're if you're up for the like late eighties, early nineties, straight to video B grade action movie that this is, which I have yep. a huge amount of nostalgia yep. for, this is one of the best examples of that genre I've seen in a long time. And look, it ain't good. When I say it's excellent, I, I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. That's why I think it's excellent. It ain't good, but by God, it's a good time. Like yeah, it's like a cheap. It wasn't hooker. bored. Like, yeah, it wasn't bored. Yeah, no. I mean, for, for, the, for the most part, I'd agree with that. I mean, I think I had the same issue. So when I started, obviously, we, we don't discuss what you know, what we're going to say beforehand. And I came into this film exactly the same as you, thinking this is going to be some fucking Transformers ripoff, which is going to be horrendous. And the first of ten, fifteen minutes, I'm thinking, hang on, where's the fucking robots? Mm-hmm. What's going on? This isn't the film I signed up for. Am I watching the right fucking film? I, I know went, because I went, to the, I went back and said, "Hang on, what the fuck is this?" I <laughs> I went through that process as well. I think it took me probably about five or six minutes to settle into this. And for those initial five or six minutes, I was dreading it as well. I was a bit like, "Oh fuck, what have we what signed have we up for here?" But I mean, once the action starts, it's pretty relentless, and I just went along with the ride. Like Helen said, I was laughing my ass off. And just absolutely loving it. And actually, we'll we'll talk about it as we go through. But especially for low budget films as well, those those action scenes are really well shot and really yeah. well choreographed. So it's it's not like they were even difficult to watch. It's yeah, I, I had a great time with it. <laughs> yeah, but let let's dive in. I, I do have <laughs> lots and lots of notes. There is depending on how you look at this, either entirely too much story or no story at all. Um, it just depends which of the several loosely connected narrative threads you yeah. decide to follow. I think. That was what probably my biggest problem with it. They tried to shove so many things into it; they didn't really wrap them all up. They didn't really, they didn't really pull it I all mean, together. It's, it's clearly meant to be franchised, isn't it? That unfortunately yeah. oh, is the downfall of modern filmmaking. Um, yeah. I, and and I'm up for more of these. If there are more, maybe we should do some research. If there aren't, I'm certainly up for them doing more, and I'll watch them. Um, but okay, let's dive in. So initially, like from the opening, I was a bit worried. Like the the, the CGI on that asteroid and oh, the yeah. fucking space. Like, Christmas at Cookie. It, it was Christmas at Cookie. It's Babylon 5 is what it reminded me of. It's like somebody's <laughs> done this on a fucking Amiga 500. It looked So th- this reminded me of the, the skit that you guys did when you went to um, Scotland um, with the MS Paint inserts. How dare you? <laughs> that, I didn't say the, the, the quality was the same. I didn't say the quality was the same. I didn't say the quality was the same. That's what it reminded me of because it didn't seem, again, because I was, I'm expecting fucking Transformers. I didn't see, it didn't fit. I feel personally attacked, Helen. I do as oh, well. Fuck, Especially you. Fuck you drew it. <laughs> my artwork with my bad. marine biologist was out fucking well, standing. How, I didn't say it was bad. I just said that it, it had sim- similar theme. That's all I was thinking. Um, Fuck, this is going to be a long show. <laughs> yeah, so so the effects are not good. And then when the asteroid turns into a spaceship as well, it looks even yeah. worse. And that ship yes. design 
is fucking atrocious. It looks like a Zelda temple that's floating in space. It's almost like they've reused an asset from something. Yeah, I was going to say it looks like they've they've bought something. They they bought that three D asset from for something else, and we can't use it. Let's just make it fucking spin. Totally, and we'll call it a it's, it's like they've looked online and gone. That'll do. There's a pre-rendered asset. That'll do. Um, yeah. So, so, I, so I was. So I actually watched it in the living room on on the proper TV, which is fucking rare for me. And so Tori was sat in there, and she she looked and went, "The fuck is that?" So, well, so that's no, that's baby's first After Effects. Yeah. That's we've got something. We're gonna make it spin. It's like fucking John Cena attacked, attacked it. Yeah. It's it's pretty fucking bad. And 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 in general, this opening is just bad. It entirely lacks pace and threat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it, yeah. because the animation is so bad that they can't pace it properly because it looks shit enough anyway without them trying to yeah. speed things up or or cross cut it. But it also lacks threat because there's no context. We don't we don't know who these aliens are. We we assume the planet is Earth, but we're not told. And I know that sounds really daft because it's clearly Earth, but context is key and it's very important because mm. we're in space. It could equally be another planet in another solar yeah. system that looks like Earth. We needed context. We needed to open on Earth with our hero and then yeah. go to space and see the attack. You know, we needed to see spaceships hovering over this. Like, for a film that Either rips that off see everything. see the fucking meteor. Yeah, for, exactly. But for a film that rips off just about everything, I don't know why they didn't just Independence Day this shit and have the shadow yeah. creeping over landmarks and stuff. Probably because yeah, they couldn't afford need, it. But. but but then again, you don't need to. If, if you're doing all your effects in... in or in uh, in a computer anyway, it's not difficult to put a fucking shadow over something. It's not, I, but I mean, it's, it's far easier than putting a fucking flying saucer into it. And look, the truth of it is, we don't need this opening at all. You just no. you, you don't need it. Like, there's plenty of content. The thing is, later you, on. you lead into the you lead into the whole thing with the um, the newspaper cuttings and the headlines from all over totally. the world. You no, know, yeah, meteor turns out to be spaceship again. Really fucking rubbish headline. Whoever wrote that should be sacked. But you know, <laughs> it, again, it gives you exactly what you need. If it, it front loads everything you need to know about this about the situation. So by the time we by the time we we hit the ground. We're into it. We know we know the aliens invaded. We know they've taken over. Fine, great. We can crack on. Yeah, totally. We, um, we don't need it, it. It's either that, or you see the meteor that's heading for Earth, and then it turns out to be a spaceship. Which, better or worse, people don't know. But at least you, you set it up, and there's, there's an imminent threat to people on the ground who are going, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no. But as it was, as I said, there's no, it doesn't mean anything. It's no context, so there's no threat. Um, but then we get into the credits, and yeah, you get all the newspapers and stuff that give you the backstory, and uh, like. I knew nothing about this film going in. I just looked at the cover mm. art and thought, oh, this looks like a Transformers ripoff. So I just I didn't yeah. know it was from the Philippines, you know anything about it. So when these cast names started popping up, I was just like, is this, <laughs> what the fuck? Is this a porn film? Because <laughs> yeah. we've got like Ding Dong, Bong. Like, what the, yeah. what the fuck? Of course, like when you realize it's from the Philippines, you're like, oh, okay. But initially, I was just like, who the fuck is Ding Dong Bong? What the fuck is this? I thought it was going to be the ult- like a stone. I thought it was going to be a proper stoner film initially when I was seeing the yeah. names. I was like, they're like street stoner names. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and then, so, so that sets some alarm bells ringing. And then that logo zooms into screen as well. And it's not at all the Transformers logo, is it? No, no, no Suri, not at all. Um, again, not, just doing themselves a disservice, setting this up now, seeing that asteroid transform into a temple and the Transformers yeah. logo. 
I'm still thinking like this is going to be a really bad Transformers. And actually, well, especially even when you get all the ships coming out of the big ship, all the little fighter things coming down again, it looks like the you know, they look like the the Starscream type Decepticons, and the, the, the little planes are going to fly around and do all the damage. So again, they really are setting themselves up to be something they're really not. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's really bad. Um, it, it's it's the it's the worst thing about this film is the fact that they you know they sell it as a Transformers ripoff. If without that yeah. context. I mean, I enjoyed it anyway, but without that context, if I was prepared for it, I think I probably would have enjoyed it even more, if I'm yeah, honest. But I think you touched on it. I think the problem is that had they not sold it that way, no fuck was going to pick it up. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So everybody involved did their job, right? So it is what it is. Yeah. So it's just not what we expect. It's not what was advertised. I have docked some marks for that just because, <laughs> as we say a lot on this show, like we love a Ron Seal film. And unfortunately, this isn't that because it doesn't live up to the premise that I was being sold. It exceeds it 110% because it gets fucking bonkers, but it's not what I was expecting. Um, So then we're straight into, I I can't remember. I've written people's names down later, but I haven't written his name down yet. But we're straight in with our hero. We'll just call him Super Dad. Um, Christoph. Christoph. It is Christoph. Yeah, Christos. That's it, Christos. Christos. Yeah, like he of the amazing dad bod. Um, Yeah, gives us all fucking hope. Yeah, I was just here for him living his action hero fantasy. I absolutely yes. love it. Like I'm a big fan of an everyman, and like yeah, I, like he's he's buff enough. That's that's the thing. Like he treads mm. that line perfectly, where he's like buff enough that you'd worry if you had to throw hands with him, but also mm. you're pretty confident you could run away from him. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Also, to be fair, you've got to worry about his eyesight because he didn't see the fucking buzzsaw he was standing next to. <laughs> yes! Oh, well, yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot. He, he turned the fucking thing on yeah. and then forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also his hearing as well, because I don't know if you noticed, but when we first introduced to him here in this segment, he's looking at a camcorder showing some video clips of his family and his daughter and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the sound that he hears, which is the sound that we hear when we see him, is totally different to the sound in video. It yeah. breaks the fourth wall completely and really annoyed me because when you go yeah. into the camera footage, you can hear like water in the background and stuff and there's all ambient sound. And when you come back out, it's silence other than the sound. of the- Now, maybe that's the dub. Depends because there is dialogue when it comes back out. So maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's something to do with that. Possibly. But, but it's very, very annoying. Very, very It's, it's noticeable is yeah. the problem. It is. It, it is very, it's very noticeable. But- Again, it's fine. I, I assume settling because my next note is that the dub is horrendous. Um, yes. And it is. The dub it's is It's some horrendous. proper Bruce Lee shit. But it adds to the charm. Like initially, <laughs> I was just like, oh no, why didn't we subtitle this? Yeah. But I think it gets yeah. so ridiculous and there's so much action and it's so over the top that if you did subtitle it, you would miss so much. You wouldn't keep up with it. In the time you read in the subtitles. I think the... Because... Here's the thing, right? I think the majority of the performances in this film are actually really fucking solid as well. I think our lead is excellent. That guy's got charisma to spare. I think he's excellent. Um, But but so much of that is lost because he's dubbed. I think it's it's even more credit to him that he still oozes charisma with a really bad dub. Like his body language and everything is is phenomenal. And I think were we reading subtitles... Obviously, that performance would be elevated even more. Um, but but as it is, the dub just turns out to be quite funny as it's going through. Yeah. There are some I, I, hilarious lines that are obviously clearly yeah. badly translated as well. Yeah. I mean, I've got to be honest with the dub. Like, I, I think I commented quite early on when, because we're texting back and forth, so like, 
it's a re- it's as I say, it's really bad, no, almost parody level Bruce Lee shit. Mm. Yeah. But by the time you get into it, you don't you don't notice it. You really don't. Yeah. You, you really, really don't. You just sort of, you, 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 your your brain catches it up, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I think by the time you're sort of five ten minutes in, there's that much going on. That actually, it doesn't. No, and I think, it doesn't make any fucking difference anyway. No, and I think that's credit to this film as well. Like I said, it, the story is all over the place. There are all sorts of narrative threads going everywhere. But it does. I don't, I don't think that's wrong. I think no, it's not just, wrong. They, it they holds, just haven't pulled them. They, it holds they, together. They haven't done fine. enough to knit them together. No, it, is it, the problem. it holds together fine to the point where you know you don't notice that dub because it pulls you in. Like I, I, mm. thought, I watched this film. Like some stuff. We we have to look out for this fucking. Show. I I'm I'm hate watching it almost. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just <laughs> I'm there looking for fault because I'm fucking hate and, it. And you skipped in fabric as well. Yeah. Right? Oh. But that I, was a fucking hate oh, watch. I mean, I've got yeah. lots. Thanks, Fiona. I've got lots of notes about this, but most of them are positive because I I, I was having a great time. I sat down and watched it and enjoyed it. Um, and I can't say that for too many films that we look at. Um, yeah. So, so you know, that, yeah, the dub is bad, but it's credit to the film that you're able to go with it. Um, yeah. Having said all of that and having said about how good our lead is, he does the most amazing Joey Tribbiani smell the fart acting I've yes. seen in a long time. In this, <laughs> when he's looking at the fucking camera and then he just looks down and to the right, slightly out of frame, <laughs> and, and he's clearly yeah. very deep in thought. It's yes. fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then I think the dub is at its worst. It's absolute worse when we cut back into the camera and we hear his daughter speaking and she yep. sounds like a fully grown woman. I was going to say, she, that's not a child's voice at no. all. That, that's a 40-year-old woman pretending to do a fucking baby voice. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And again, it just smacks of, we haven't really got the budget and we've, we've already we haven't got, got a kid. We've got this woman in to dub some of the other characters. So maybe if she just raises her voice slightly, maybe she'll pass for a kid. Um, yeah. No, she doesn't. Um, <laughs> no. She really doesn't. Um, <laughs> but it's at this point, I've, I've written my first really positive thing. Okay, I've got, I've got about half a page of negative shit there. Um, but then we go out into the world at large and it all gets very Terminator. We've got heads on <clears> spikes. We've got skeletons yeah. everywhere. We've got, we've got bodies. We've got bombed out buildings. And the first thing I've written here is like, like actually, this is shot really fucking well. Like when, when you actually look at what's in the frame here, like they've thought mm. about it. And it, yes, it was a low budget. But every penny of that is on screen. Like yeah, this definitely. is not a cheap fucking set dressing they've put here. This, it no. looks really good. Like the cell of post-apocalyptic war zone. Like they're doing it, you know. And and you know the way they make up for that is they just shoot things really tight. The same when we get the action sequences later, unless yeah. they need to be out wide because it's a mad fucking stunt. Everything yeah. is in really tight because it keeps your costs down. Simple as that. Um, but. You know, when you're in tight, you, you fill the frame, and that's what they do. They they do that really, really well. Um, and then we get our first kind of fight. The mutants come down from outer space, or the, the locusts, isn't it? They're not mutants. These ones. Yeah. First of all, we get locust warriors come down, yeah. and I just get serious fucking Power Rangers villain vibes yep. from yes. them. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I and I've written here. I absolutely fucking love it. I I don't even hate it one <laughs> single bit. As soon as they showed up. I was like, oh, okay, that's what this is. Let's go. Like, this is the point where I was like, I'm in. You've got me. As soon as they showed up, I'm like, right, okay. Trashy TV movie level budget. Let's let's just do it. Um, so yeah, they they show up. There's a fight, um, and it's 
yeah, it's okay. The, the, this fight is fine. Yeah. But then it goes way over the top when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, our hero jumps into a fucking giant Johnny Five robot. And yes. it's it, it, like just starts trashing people. It's incredible. Like this is the point where I'm going, oh, okay, so it's not Transformers, but it is, as we said, mechs. And they're basing them off like even every mech you see in this film is based off a famous robot or other yeah. mech. Yeah. Like you've got Johnny Five here. We get the power loader from aliens later on. We get big daddies yeah. from Bioshock as well. Like we we get these famous kind of hulking monstrosity so you know what they all look like but this one yeah. like this was my first laugh out loud loud moment it yeah, fucking creased me to see johnny five beating the shit out of people was just hilarious um and then he so he saves the kids there's there's a woman there with a kid he saves them by jumping in the giant johnny five beating up the locust warrior things and then the two of them have this scene together where we're clearly establishing her as what's going to be our narrative drive and our romantic lead because mm-hmm. we just learned that he's lost his family. Um, but the performances in this scene between the two of them, like they have genuine chemistry. They're excellent. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it even through the bad <clears throat> dub. Um, you know, and when you again, when you consider that dub is letting them down, this is really, really good. You know, it's breezy. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit cocky as well. Like, it's, it's just excellent. I'm I'm fully 100% into it at this point. Um, but then we get the worst cut I've seen in any film we've watched in on this show in years. Like, we, we just get this cut from exposition about, you know, what's going on with the world. And then we cut into the mute girl. And it's like, well, hang on, mm-hmm. what? Hang on. What? Because all of a sudden we're in like a mess hall. I mean, are you, yeah. you're just giving us all the exposition. Like, wait, how did you get there? No establishing shot, nothing. It's just like, bang. Like, we're done with that scene. Here's another one. It's the only time I noticed it throughout the film because they do start using wipes later on. It all gets very yeah. Star Wars and they start using wipes. Why they couldn't put a wipe on this, I don't know. But it it, no. it sucked me out instantly. They They had me and then they lost me. Um, I, th- I think in general, I mean, going forward, that's going to be something that came up a lot for me was that because as I said, there were so many different story strands to it and they did try they did try to push through them so quick and jump around them. There were times where you're thinking, hang on, why have you gone from that to that? And then you get another scene and go, if they'd done those the other way around, that would have made a lot more sense. And you kind of look and go, again, is that is that down to the edit? Is that down to the dub? Or is that just down to personal preference? But some of that, sometimes you're thinking, hang on, I, it, it looked completely un- unmotivated until you got a scene or two down the line. Mm. And then it looked like something had been put in the wrong place almost. I mean, we'll, I, I guess we'll assess them on a case-by-case basis. This was the only one that really, really annoyed me in here. It just definitely feels like they just didn't have the fucking footage. It's as simple as that. They got to the yeah. edit room and just went, yeah, we ain't got that. And we can't, yeah, we can't lose it because this is key exposition, so we've got to have it. So we just go with it. Um, and it, so, <laughs> so then we cut over to this settlement. We, have a, we get introduced to a few of the tertiary characters there. Um, nothing really important at this point. We just established that one of them has the site. They don't call it that, yep. but she's basically got the site. Um, and then there are there are muties come in and stuff like that. And then everything that's gone before it and everything that comes after it can can just fuck right off, right? Because the only ten minutes of this film that matters is right here, where we get the BMX chase. Yes, and it's <laughs> amazing. Like. 12-year-old me was so happy. The little boy inside watching this was just 
ecstatic watching yeah. this chase sequence it's awesome yeah. they even look yeah, like they're straight out of the 90s future as well with the spiky yeah. hair and all of the like glued on armor and ah, oh, so yeah. good it's so so, so one good. of the films that was always on in our house when i was like really small was bmx bandits which i haven't seen that's for what it made fucking me years. think of yeah and th- this i'm th- watching this thinking that's where this film this is where that film went mm. that's like no bmx bandits three yeah totally you know, totally and yeah i fucking loved it yeah it's, it's amazing like look it's ridiculous because you've got bmx's outrunning jeeps and motorbikes yeah yep. but i am 100 percent here for it i don't care i will park my belief at the door it, it's fucking hilarious and not only that you get the bit um i think they do it in i think it's the i think it's uh infinity war they do it where um there's a big fight and spider-man's popping just passing thanos and every time he every time he passes him to kick him there's an just an extra bit of commentary from him mm. and there's one bit where they come straight across the um over the top of the, one of these quad bikes or jeeps on a bmx and the guy sticks a foot out and lands on the side of his the guy's face yeah and i'm just thinking that's all that's missing is that is that quip to go with it because it's so fucking stupid definitely it, but it fits perfectly it is bonkers like you're right it has huge bmx bandits energy i also I kind of got goonies from it because they're just kids outrunning yeah. adults. Yeah. And, and I loved it. Uh, but then just when you think it can't get any better because they're out racing them on BMXs, Helen, we talked about this last night, yeah. but my notes literally say, yeah. now there's fucking skateboards. Radical, yeah. dudes. The 90s are back. <laughs> 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 Which was pretty much exactly my text. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Just when I couldn't be having any better of a time... The bikes fuck off and they bust out the skateboards, and I'm just like, yeah, and he and starts he, grinding he the, the rail. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Immense. It's so good. It's so, so good. It's so much fun. Um, <laughs> and then a buggy, they bust out a buggy as well, and they, they eventually kind of get out to this chase and they, they sort of mm. reconvene in this little warehouse area. And I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but the guy rocks up on the little buggy thing. And then forgets to apply the handbrake. So he gets out of the buggy. They do the scene. They cut away, but then they cut back and they must cut back to the same take because the buggy is rolling away behind him and he has to subtly walk over whilst delivering his lines and grab the handlebars of the buggy. It's hilarious. He totally makes it work. But when you know yeah. what you're looking for, he's very much like, do, 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 nothing going on here. I'm just going to lean casually on the buggy. He's <laughs> blatantly stopping it from running back down the hill and escaping. Um, so my second laugh out loud moment, my biggest laugh out loud moment is coming very soon. I'll point it out when we get there. Um, so in fact, no, it's, it's the next thing because they have a bit of a conversation. They realize they don't know where the kids are. And they think the kids are still in one of the Jeeps. And then they fully mack and me the kids off the bridge. This Jeep just goes off the bridge. (laughs) And you hear the dub from inside go, no. (laughs) The kids supposedly go down in the buggy. And somebody just goes, where are the kids? I I had to pause it. I was laughing too much. It's a full-on mack and me wheelchair over the cliff moment. It was amazing. Like, if nothing else, this entire sequence from BMX down to kids going off the bridge gets this film an automatic five stars from me. Like, it's it's fucking incredible. This is great work. Um, And then... 
the kids just randomly show up. They all run over because they're like, oh my God, no, the kids have been blown up. What are we going to do? And they all run over and the kids just walk casually into frame yeah. and they turn around and I'm here for this. They turn around and say to the kids, but how did you get out? And the kids just laugh and we cut away. <laughs> this, this, yeah. Not a word of, of explanation. There's no exposition yeah. at all. They're just like, yeah, yeah, they were in there, but now they're not. Okay. Now, it is explained. But again, it, go, it, go, it, go, it, goes, it goes to show that, as I've said for years, kids are assholes. No, it, yeah, it does. It is explained right at the end of the film. Yes. Oh, yes, it is. It was seeded earlier, though, in the exposition scene, because one of the, li- the little boys says to the little girl, oh, you could do your thing. Yes. She's like, no, yeah. I can't because we're with the other people. So yeah. you know that there's something going on there already. Yeah. They did seed it before it then happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's just it's just the way they completely play it off. Like it needed at yeah. least some sort of attempt to cover it from them. Yeah. They're just like, ha, 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 we're kids, aren't we? Wacky? Bad dub. Yeah. Bad dub. Possibly, <laughs> possibly, possibly. Uh, <laughs> But at this point, I have like I've had a great time with that. But then we start to slow down a little bit, and I have just written, okay, but but what is the actual plot here? Like, who mm. who are the mutants? Because that hasn't been explained. Who are the locusts? Because yeah. that hasn't been explained. Who are our heroes? Because that hasn't been explained. What does anyone want? Like, I I don't know. I know I'm having a brilliant time, but I don't care about any of it yet because I just don't understand any of it. I will. I will come to care about these characters. Some of them, anyway. A Some huge amount. Yeah. One in particular. Place your bets now. Um, and it's not our hero either. Uh, I think you might have the same one I've got if it's the one with the really good dance moves. I'm willing to bet. Yes, I'm willing to bet I've got the yeah. same one as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they then have a discussion about a project. Um, now, I'm just, I'm not psychic or anything, but I have written here, oh, a project. I bet it's a fucking robot. Um, we'll see. Time will tell. I mean, technically, I guess it's not, but they couldn't. No. Like, they may as well have had dramatic beaver music at this point. Like, <laughs> the project. Dun, dun, dun. Like, it's it's clearly. <laughs> and and the mayor does not approve of the project either. He doesn't know about it because they know he wouldn't approve. Yeah. So, my questions. This is one of those films. We get them sometimes on the pod where I'm asking questions but I'm just a couple of minutes ahead of the film. And this yeah. is one of those, because I've been like, who is anybody? What does anybody want? Particularly who are the mutants? And then they tell us straight away. Like yeah. They, yeah. the next time we see the mutants, they explain it all. The, the, the mutants are the, they sort of the aliens, but not quite because the aliens are the locusts and then they infect the humans and the humans become the mutants. Basically they cease to be human. They become the mutants. I did not get that from the opening, and that is the problem no. with the opening. Mm-hmm. This is, and there is absolutely no reason why we couldn't have just done away with that spinning pyramid shit and just Star Wars crawled all of this at the opening, or even yeah. like when you when when you come in on that post-apocalyptic landscape, you could have even terminated it. You could have just brought the music up and had a couple of still title cards saying like the year is twenty whatever. Earth has been invaded by the locust warriors. They've turned humans into mutants and a soul resistance cell fights for survival. In we go to the skulls. Fine. I would understand all of this and you wouldn't need the clumsy exposition, but whatever. Um, And and then we kind of find out that with the mutants, or or at least we're led to believe that this is the case, it's a vengeance thing, Um, right? There's vengeance for mutants because... They've just killed 
one they've just killed the son of the head mutant right. yeah this is the, right the, i will have to talk about this later on because the family relations in this don't oh, hold up they by don't, the end no, of the no, film no not at all they don't they don't but we're led to believe at this point that for the mutants the driving force throughout the film now is going to be vengeance now there yeah, is because that was the guy they that was the guy they killed at the end of the action, yes wasn't at the that? end of the, now there is a slight problem with this because if the mutants are out for vengeance that gives them all of the agency so are they the but also good if they guys? were out for vengeance why didn't they do it why why were they after them in the first place well this is the thing right it's it, so this this is the thing about all the different threads isn't there there's the there's the world at large here where the mutants are technically mm. invaders and that makes them bad guys I guess. We'll talk, yeah. we'll talk about the politics of this when we get to the human's grand plan at the end. See also hmm. genocide in the dictionary. Um, but then <laughs> in the context of our actual story, the, the mutants, it, like the humans have performed the inciting <clears throat> incident. They started this by killing him. Like Yes, they were being chased and stuff, but they didn't have to kill him. Yeah. They did particularly known who he was so now the mutants want vengeance so technically the mutants are kind of the good guys <laughs> at the moment this will all flip and then it will all flip again and it will all well, get so very you've confused got, you've got the fabulous dialogue as well which is you need to break the news to the master mm. and it's the yeah two no, of this them was together. my next belly laugh yeah yeah this 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 one this one i i was creased up over because despite the fact that the dub is terrible the just the facial expressions sold this oh yeah, yeah completely completely it's like something from an fmv sequence from like a 90s video game yeah but but again yeah. i'm here for it i think the thing is with this film Everyone understands the assignment, don't they? That's the yeah. thing. Like, yeah, everyone, they're all in the same film. Totally. They all are acting in the same film. Absolutely. There are no performances that seem like way off the reservation. No one is pitching to the stalls, but equally no one is underselling. Like Everybody knows exactly what they're doing. They know what this film is, and they're giving it 100% because they yeah. know what it is, and they're under no illusions at all. They know what they're doing here. It's an action film, and they know that. Um, we then get some confusion thrown in because then they mention alien allies. The mutants are, have alien allies. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, hang on then. So the mutants didn't invade at the start. So because they didn't explain this originally either, but then they yeah. do later on again explain that the mutants have been kind of converted by the aliens. So they're not technically allies. They're working for the aliens. Yeah. They need to sort this out. It, it, the, yeah. the world in general needs explaining, particularly if you want a franchise. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get our traitor come forward from the humans. Our traitors brought forward. No context for this whatsoever. Again, so, we get it later, but it's too fucking yeah. late. So Jason the traitor. Yep. Yeah. Because I was paying attention. When we first meet him and it's in paradise and he stood mm. next to the mayor and I, the sec, my second belly laugh was his reasons for turning traitor. Oh, yeah, um, totally. Which which are given later on as well and are absolutely yeah. horseshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I took away from that scene that he was the mayor's son. No. 
No, no, no. The mayor's son is... Hold on. Yeah, I know who the mayor's son is later on in the film, but yeah. in that first scene... Oh, okay, that's how it was Because this is the played. reason yeah. why he was stood up there, because this is the reason why they were ragging on him, and they were just like, oh, you don't do any of the work here, you just hide behind your father, the mayor, mm. and like, and that that's how you sort of get your... Mm you know, your position and everything. And that's why you're sort of sending the rest of us out to do all of these things because you want to sort of like throw your power around because you can, because your dad's the mayor and also try and impress the doctor who I love because you couldn't actually tell she was the doctor despite she was wearing the white jacket in the first frame that they had her in because she was too short, but mm. they had her in glasses, glasses. and as yeah. the yeah. only female wearing glasses, you knew she was the smart one. Yeah. 100%, 100%. <laughs> it was the first thing I thought as well. As soon as she had the glasses on, I was like, she's a doctor or a scientist. She's one yep. of the two, yep. like, because she's wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, good point, Helen. Maybe, I mean, maybe they're brothers and that's just never explained. Maybe there's like a good brother. And I don't brother. think they are. I think it's because, bear in mind, what with the revelations that happen later on, which I can't believe that we ended up having the conversation that we did on text, Mark, because that was fucking hilarious. Hmm. But the the son of the head mutant guy. Yeah. And he abducts the sort of the female love interest and her little sister, hmm. Bam Bam. And, you know, even with spoilers and stuff, with the reveal that then happens later on, it's like, well, no, because that wouldn't fly because you would. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. Your face doesn't yeah. change. You just get whitewashed and blue contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing about you changes. It's, yeah. Yeah. So there's something like the whole Jason's whole reason for being a traitor is, is absolute horseshit and it's explained too <laughs> it's late. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's explained to it, but. This does give us one of my favourite lines in the film because it's so bad and you have to believe it's just the dub. But even for a dub, somebody could have come up with something more convincing sounding than, so, do you wish to take part in our army? Who talks like, do you wish to take part in our army? Surely it's join our army or take part in our regime, isn't it? Yeah. You don't take part yeah. in an army. That's... Yeah. That's bad by any standard. Um, you've, yeah. you've got to you've got to wonder though how much of that is the translation of new. You, you have, and how you, much, you definitely have, yeah. but it's it's bad even by it's, it's poor, poor translation standards. I, I think this is the problem, and this is this is where you look at the the translation in general. And go right, yes, okay. You clearly don't know. Clearly, you don't have a lot of money. Every every penny you've got is on that screen. But it's almost as if they've got one of those um, CD-ROMs you get on the front of magazines in, in like the late '90s with a translation app on it or the translation po program on it that can't that has no sense of context. So it'll just fi find the word that matches. Yeah, and then they've got yeah, that'll do. We'll just stick that stick up. that in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So so there's that. That that was awful. Um, but then via the help of Jason, they stage a trap for our heroes. So our heroes go to a particularly urban factory looking environment yeah and for some reason decide to fucking cover themselves in camouflage like they're walking bushes i don't it, <laughs> i don't get it and, and also their fuel tanker is a giant a giant fucking, bush. fucking walking yeah. bush i thought i was yeah. watching lord of the rings for a minute because all the fucking trees were walking like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this this is yeah, the point as well. They're, they're doing all the tooling up, and I, you know, given this is no post-apocalyptic and all the rest of it, they're fucking dry cleaners making a mint. Yeah, everything was pristine. I mean, judging by what happens later on in the film, though, 
I think we should just be grateful that they did actually go for proper camouflage and not Metal Gear Solid camouflage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it true. wouldn't have surprised me if they did just rock yeah. up in cardboard boxes. But yeah, this is <laughs> this looks equally as bad. And there was a point yeah. where I, I did actually have to pause the film and look at the frame in great detail, right? Because there were two actors that look, and this is not a racial comment, just saying it now. There are two actors that look very, very similar, right? And they put them in this camouflage and it looks like they both have massive dreads, right? <laughs> one of them gets stabbed and then the next one is in the very next shot to the point where I was like, what the fuck? Is this the same person or are they different people and they've just dressed them the same and the camouflage doesn't help? And it is the camouflage. But yeah. there was a genuine moment of confusion from me. And and I was honestly looking at this camouflage, first of all, as well, and going, is that here or is that like camouflage? <laughs> is he meant to be a bush? I don't. It's terrible. It, it's not fitting at all. But. I forget about it instantly because we get another fucking awesome action sequence. And as if the BMX chase and the skateboarding wasn't cool enough, we get back-to-back dual-wheeled machine yes. action yes. in slow-mo. Yeah. And honestly, I just needed a new box of tissues at this point. I was just <laughs> like amazed at this because they really pull it off as well. They know exactly what they're doing, um, as did I, evidently. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah. I fucking adore this film at this point. I'm I'm 100% up for it. Um, so then, it, like, there's the action sequence. They they get captured because there's a whole thing where they, they've been ambushed and stuff. And we start to get some more context with the mutants. Our hero gets into a conversation. He gets captured. He gets into a conversation with the leader of the mutants who reveals that his name is Hades. Because of course yep. it fucking is. Like, yeah. but why wouldn't it be? Well, Hitler was taken. Yeah, so of course it's fucking Hades, <laughs> right? Whatever. Um, but he's not just the leader of the mutants, is he? He's the leader of the mutants in this region. So basically, our main hero has been captured and taken to middle fucking management. Like, he's not even important <laughs> enough <laughs> to get the leader of the mutants. No, 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 no. He's got middle management. He's, but to be fair, you you know full well that the le- all the leaders are in New York. Yeah, they're they're all because that's where all the main shit's getting blown yeah, up. Yeah. The Philippines can go to fuck. They're having a great time. They're blowing up the Empire State Building. Yeah. You know, sipping Manhattan's at a conference, probably banging hookers, playing a few slots. <laughs> this guy, this fucking guy, is sat with somebody who's wondering about how many staples he's used this month. That's that's where this guy is. Um, so he's the leader of the mutants in this region. I get the intent, though. It sounds ridiculous, but the intent is to paint the picture that obviously this is a worldwide thing. And they do that later on yes. as well, because they talk about themselves as the Philippines branch of the resistance. Yes. So I, I get it. It just, again, that dub makes it sound comical because he's the leader yeah. of the mutants in this region. Whatever. Um, and then we find out Jason's reason, because Jason gets brought in and has to explain himself. And basically, he's a jealous little bitch. Is all it yep. is. <laughs> That's Pretty all much. it is. He's a jealous little bitch. Um, it just needs more context. Like you said earlier, having that one scene at the start, it's not enough, is it? Um, we need to know more about his reasons for this. So it, it just doesn't work at all. Um, and then this is where we, we find out that the mutants were humans. This is where they give us yeah. that bit of context. Yeah. So they tell us, right, the mutants were humans and they get lotus blood in them 
I think I didn't quite fully understand this. Well, th- this is where it became they, difficult because Christos gets Lotus blood in him as well. Yeah, and that that's a way of killing him slowly and painfully. Yeah. So if if that's how you kill people, how do you make mutants? I think unless the aliens went on fucking people. They they do sort of explain it later on. But I think yeah. It, but at this point, I'm just thinking that aliens came yeah, down and raped again. Everybody. There's not enough context here because they just say they're going to give him locust blood, um, but they've already mentioned turning people into mutants. So I'm making the leap that the locust blood is going to turn him into a mutant. But it's yeah. not. It's just going to kill him really, really slowly because, of course, it's well, like yeah, that's skeletal level that, shit, isn't it? Like I could cut your yeah. head off right now, <clears throat> but I'll just yeah. kill you really, really slowly so you have enough time after to telling thwart, you my plan. Yeah, so you can thwart my evil scheme. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, because that was what I was confused with. Because they sent Jason away to be turned into a mutant. Yes, while Christos yeah. is strapped to the table. Yeah, and they're going to inject him with lotus blood. Hang on, what? I didn't get it, and that that took a while to to sink in how that was going to work. Yeah, still not entirely sure. I've worked it out to be honest. I think I make a note on it later on. But doesn't it go something like if um, it's not just the locust blood? If they're going to m- mutate you, they kind of remove your blood and put the locust yeah. blood. It's basically a vampire kind of deal. Yeah, right? you've got to balance it out because b- that's yeah. how they cure Christos. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a vampire kind of deal. Um, yes. You can you can feed or you can turn basically, and it's, it's it's kind of that's that's the impression I got anyway through their bad explanation and even worse dubbing. Um, yeah. So then. <laughs> Christos gets injected with the locust, uh, locust blood, and it like it looks pretty good. To be fair, we get like black veins and shit. It's getting a bit body horror. It's all looking pretty good. He's in pain, and then he gets busted out, of course, by Jason, who's yeah. now had a complete change of heart uh, and is not a mutant because he's saved by my mate Ian. Sorry, by Deacon. <laughs> he's saved by Deacon. Um, <laughs> Deacon, saved by Deacon, um, who is a mutant, but he's a good mutant. Yeah. Right? So, so you right, but he explains this. Thankfully, he's a good mutant mm. because something happened. That's all we get. Something yeah. happened. Um, yeah. And I've just written they better fucking explain this better than something <laughs> happened later on. <laughs> and they kind of do, but they also kind of don't. Uh, <laughs> So something happened, and he didn't go full mutie, basically, because you never go full mutie, clearly. Um, so so he's okay. So they they lead an escape. Um, but the, the, the problem with all of this now, they're escaping from the, the locust's lair, and Jason's going to have to sacrifice himself because of course he is, because he got them there in the first place, and Christos is now weakened, so he has to get back. And he needs to warn the town because the locusts are coming and they're going to invade. And it all gets very biblical. But the problem with all of this is that the locusts just haven't been established, have they? The mutants have. Mm. But all we've seen of the locusts is those shit Power Ranger villains that got beaten by Johnny Five. So there's not been enough threat established for us to view them as evil outright. There's just these evil invaders. We don't know what they want. We don't know why they're here. We don't know how capable they are. So I don't know why we should be scared of them, really. Yeah. Um, and not only that, when we have seen them, they were they were taken out very easily. So at this point, are we thinking, is, are there fucking scores of them? Are there battalions? Have they got big fucking ships? Because we saw the ships right at the beginning. So when they invade, are they going to come down and drop bombs on everything? How is this going to work? Yeah. They, there's, there's nothing, is there? There's no context yeah. for any of it. And that is a problem. Um, but again, budgetary, I guess. Um, but, you know, this could have all been dealt with by some title cards. 
Right, that's the yeah. thing. We, we just needed context for the locusts. But anyway, they're going to invade our little resistance camp. So Christos escapes with um, Deacon flying the ship. Um, and, Which was like the sight of the two of them in that ship was oh, fucking brilliant. Just genius. <laughs> and, and then you get some, again, some really dodgy effects where this ship's chasing them and stuff as well. And we've got people stood up on the watchtower and they see the ships come in and you think it's going to be Deacon and Christos, but it's not because the locusts have got their first. So they're invading and all hell breaks loose. And at this point, and I think I, I text you guys this as well, at this point I'm watching this film and it's only missing one thing for me. And that is Christopher Lambert. That is the only thing this film is missing now to push it over the top because it's awful, cheap 80s straight-to-video sci-fi and he is the king of this shit and he belongs in this film. Um, Mm. That's a hill I'll die on. Um, But, you know, I mean, he could have played Deacon. He would have been great. He would have been absolutely brilliant. He could have played the leader of the mutants too. He would have been an excellent mutant leader. Um, Not our hero. I mean, he could have played the hero, but I like our hero too much. Christos is amazing. Um, So all hell breaks loose at the settlement. Um, There's another huge fight scene. Again, very, very good. Looks way more expensive than it probably is. Um, You know, and and, we get that. This is where we get the guy swinging on the hook. Um, across the whole yeah. battlefield and just spraying bullets everywhere. And I, again, I'm watching, just going, that's brilliant. On the budget you've got, that is brilliant. It's so well choreographed. It looks amazing. You know, and like, yes, the CGI is shit when we've got like the, the locust monsters and stuff attacking. Yeah. But the action is so kinetic and the stunts when they come like that, you know, the guy swinging on the hook, like that's being done for reals. And it looks good. Yeah. It's It's frenzied, it's kinetic, it's entertaining and I love it. And then... We get, I forget his name, but like our our mutant henchman that ends up losing mm. his arm. Yeah. So he's having a fight with the mayor's son, his actual son. Yeah. And these guys are literally punching the shit out of each other. They, yes. they are not yeah. pulling punches. It is clear. Like, all right, the mutant is in body armor, but they are literally beating the shit out of each other. And I'm here yeah. for it. It looks brilliant yeah there was there was one um one punch i did have to laugh at though they they, they they've been going at it for a while and the the mutants have he, he almost blocks one gets behind him and, and before he punches he does like that's sort of um like you'd have in mortal combat we he charges up his fist but yes. just ram one into the kidneys yeah and I, I sat there thinking what the fuck was that for? i love it i love it it was hilarious <laughs> it was so pointless yeah, i know but, it but it's brilliant. great it is great and it gets a close-up as well it's fucking yeah. great i know exactly the punch you're talking yeah. about just where he's so no, he, he, he so, you know, gets his, he looks at his fist and then he just, just flick, jabs right in the kidney it was fucking pointless yeah really but pointless. It was hilarious it's great but then anyway christos arrives and and these giant mutant fucking monsters that look like something out of Doom stomping around with like, you yep. know, massive skulls on top of kind of sort of mech bodies, kind of. Um, and then, of course, they need to bust out the project. So Christos needs to get in the yep. project. And I've just written, oh boy, this mech looks shit. <laughs> well, at this <laughs> point, I'm still so holding a hope for the fucking bad. Optimus Prime thing we've had in all the marketing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm thinking, that's, this is going to be the time to bring uh, off this one shot. You ain't getting that. You're getting yeah. the shittest version of a power loader you have ever seen. It's absolutely appalling. And that is yeah. my biggest problem with this film, is the CGI, whenever they use it, is dreadful. It's terrible. Oh, the perspective is off every single it's time. Every, the perspective the off, the, 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 is the, off. The light renderings, yeah. are, so the light renderings off because everything's just there's no shadow on anything. No. It's just yeah. fucking 
pure life. So flat. It's yeah. it's awful, and it's really annoying because whenever there's a practical effect, it's done really well, and you just think, yeah. like, yeah. why could it? Like, did you need the robots really? Like, did you need the mechs and stuff? Because actually, when they like some of the the fighters later on as well, just have like exosuits. And you could have gone with that because they look fine. I mean, yeah, it's basically football yeah. padding, but it looks fine. Like you could have just gone with yeah. that instead of the giant fucking exorcist. But whatever, it is what it is. Um, so they have this fight. They defeat the mutants. Our, our mutant henchman gets his arm cut off in a fucking. But that was fucking savage. It, it was savage. Yeah. It was absolutely again. I'm not sure the humans are the good guys. I'm really no. not because he, he it's cold as fuck the way he cuts that arm. But the thing it's it's framed in it's framed in the way that he he's in the the um, the, the the discutter first. He, he he's in that in that sort of, he you know he's losing his arm, and then through some freak of physics that doesn't quite fucking work, he manages to spin him around and get the other guy's arm in it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a good pause. He doesn't need to do that. No, not at all. But, and it's no, it's almost like you're going. Ah, fuck it. Why not? Well, the whole the whole end of this fight is probably yeah. after the bridge is the funniest thing in this whole film because, like, a, a power loader takes out the giant fucking mutant doom monstrosity thing. Yeah. Then we cut back to this guy again, his arm cut off. Like, there's a yeah, big yeah. pause. Then everybody just kind of saunters off. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like when you have a fight in school and you, like, do you ever have one of those fights in school <laughs> where you get about halfway through and you've suddenly forgotten what you were fighting about? And you yeah. just go like, ah, oh, friends. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. And you just, you just saunter off when you go play football or something. <laughs> it's like that. Because the mutants just kind of go, they don't even like turn around and shake a fist and be like, we'll get you next time, Gadget. They're just like, let's go, I guess. And they don't run. They don't flee. They just yeah. strut back to the But not, not only that, I mean, it's the, the physicality of it, that makes it ludicrous. But the dub as well, it's just like, oh. We underestimated them. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah, it's so fucking flat. Yeah, and, th- and that is the word, yeah. isn't it? Let's There's, go. <laughs> uh, no, because again, you think you no, know, we've been beaten back. We've been surprised. You know, we you know they've they've got the best of us. We need to beat a hasty retreat. We need to get the fuck out of it before they kill us. Mm. We've underestimated them. Let's. go. And then he just—it's it, the saunter off afterwards. There's no attempt to flee. Yeah. There's no attempt to hide. There's no aggression. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like, oh, let's go. Like, fuck it. Yep. Done now. Last orders. Let's go. Shits um, and giggles. Done now. Yeah. So they get back to mutant HQ. He gets his arm like all patched up and stuff, and he's not. That's a proper three D printer. That. Oh is. yeah, big stuff. He's not <laughs> supposed to feel pain, mind you. Um, yes. Yeah. And he has. Well, real mutants don't. No. And he has. He has a discussion with the 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 female mutant, who says, and yeah. there's discussion about whether he's any good or not. Um. <laughs> And he says, oh, I'm practically useless. And she says, now that you only have one hand, you are useless. What an ableist bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But no, no, she says that while she's growing his fucking hand back. That's not acceptable in any culture. That's just awful. Like these mutants. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's how they procreate. Maybe he comes up with fingers instead of anywhere else. I mean, maybe, but it's just not acceptable. You're like, now that you've got one arm, you're useless. What a bitch. Um, so <laughs> then, like, we're in exposition territory now, right? They're growing, growing his arm back. We find that the mutants don't feel pain. The mechs have been revealed. We cut back over to our camp. And this is the point. And I don't know why, because it doesn't become important for another 15, 20 minutes or so yet. 
But this is the point where that we find where we find out how the kids escape from the jeep because we found out that the little girl is actually fucking Kitty Pride because um, this is not X Men <laughs> at all, is it? They even no, dress yeah, her like not. Kitty no. Pride, like it's ridiculous. But yeah, she could basically just phase through shit and trans. And yeah, yeah, she can go all over the place. She can bamf everywhere. Um, yeah, so. That's, we get all of that. We find that all the kids are basically mutants because they've grown up in this society and they, they get mutant blood injected into them and then released back into the wild or whatever. And it, yeah, it, yeah that, that's the excuse again. There's there's, there's no uh, there's, there's, there's no interracial uh, breeding. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. That would be wrong. Um, no, no, nobody fucked a mutant. Yeah. So we get all of that. Um, and then... Then there's the showdown with with the mayor, which you knew would be coming because they now revealed the power loaders. We get the best line delivery, the best line, and probably the best actual scene in the whole film because again, it's one of those moments where I'm ahead of the script, but in a good way, like in the best hmm. way possible. Because like the mayor's like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have done this. Where did you get permission to do this? But it's lucky you had that robot, otherwise we'd all be dead. But now it's trashed. And then Ali just turns around and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said we've only got one robot? And his delivery is incredible. Again, even yeah. with the dub. Even with the dub. And, and you can yeah. see it coming. You can see this line come in a mile yeah. off. They've all got robots, clearly. But just the yeah. delivery, the swell in the music, the reveal, all of it is just so well handled. It, like, that's the thing this film does well. When when it managed to hit its stylistic beats, it is just cool as fuck. There is no other word for this. It's like Pacific Rim, <laughs> but on a lower... Yes. Mm. Like Pacific Rim is a bad movie, right? But when it's firing yeah. on all cylinders, it is just cool as fuck. And this is the same. It's just flat Do you know what? Cool. I think this is... I think I probably enjoyed this slightly more than Pacific Rim because Pacific yeah. Rim, I just kept on being really disappointed because it's a filmmaker that I mm. know can do better and I was just like, this is just so muddied and so confused and nothing's mm. being explained and nothing's being set up and the stakes aren't being established. And just this is failing so many basic things. Whereas this, with their little shitty robots that they make out of scrap to take on the mm. evil mutant aliens that are threatening their existence and they're all locked behind walls in a barrier. I was just like... It's not it's not Transformers, it's Pacific Rim. And do you know what? That would have been such a better way to have led into it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because it does feel more like Pacific Rim than Transformers. You're yeah. definitely right. Um, and, and yeah, and the, stylistically, they are similar as well, like I said, because they're both yeah. like narratively weak, if we're honest. But yeah, yeah, when, yeah, when those action sequences come, like it's all just really mm. fucking cool. Um, so then we start to formulate our plan for Act 3, essentially. The mutants mm. have had enough. They're fucking off. They, yeah. they they don't want any of this shit anymore. It's not that important. He didn't love his son that much. Like they're they're off. They're gonna fuck off. Yeah. And this is where the genocide of it all comes into it because we could like yeah okay I know they I know they've like terraformed the planet and I know they've like converted some of us into mutants but we could just let them go and rebuild yeah. our society and put some yeah, defenses in place in case they come back. Yeah, we could shoot the motherfucker in the back. But no, 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 no. Somebody even says just let them leave. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. I quote, we're going to bomb their hive with every last one of them inside. Who's the bad guy here? Because I'm pretty sure at this point we're America. Like, that's... <laughs> who's the bad guy? You know? Like, they were yeah. going to go. Um, 
but whatever like we're more charismatic than they are so team america yeah. yay i'll go with it right it's fine <laughs> also, also they're, they're like no johnny foreigner we don't we don't like that yeah yeah totally we have, we have to take them out totally totally um so we get our kind of tooling up sequences then we you know we start to see all the mechs we get introduced to the cast at large far too late into the film yeah. we start to meet like, some of the I've other see, i've seen you now. who the fuck are you yeah now they start to get names and personalities and and it works because yeah. like i said my favorite guy is about to make i mean he's been in the film already but he's about to really yeah. come into his own and i can only think again it's because this was meant to be like a trilogy or something so we've spent mm. all of this time establishing our bad guys and establishing yeah. christos and now we're meeting like the rest of the cast at large but during this tooling up sequence there is what i initially thought when i wrote my notes here was just a very funny bit but it actually pays off dividends later on as well so it gets double points from me but the kid activating the grenades is just genuinely a funny moment his, his performance yes. is brilliant where he's got the grenades and he's playing with them and all of a sudden they just click into life pays yeah. off later as well brilliant yeah really yeah. really good uh, yeah um yeah I, th- I thought the same i thought it was just gonna be some throwaway bit of you know He's, he's 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 young. He's learning what he's doing. Actually, he won't do that again because he might blow himself up. Yeah. Anyways, you know, just again, typical part of a you know, montage tooling up bit where you get to the point when he gets into the fight, he knows what the fuck he's doing. Totally, totally. Um, so then we start to get introduced to, to <clears throat> everyone else, and and you know, I liked Christos, but now the the man of the movie gets a name from me because now we properly meet Angelo, and Angelo yeah. is my guy. <laughs> right? Angelo's my guy as well. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He gets the best story as well. His story doesn't yeah. go the way I thought it was going to go, but like he's he's just a dude. Like I love him yeah. so much. He's absolutely and he's so full of himself as well, which just makes it yeah. even funnier. Um, but he will smack you in the face with the rear tire of his BMX. Yeah, so just abso- like yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Like so my heart. He's been the best all the way through. He's just <laughs> we, we haven't learned anything about just him. Just to know who he was. Yeah, we just yeah. haven't learned anything about him, right? So because yeah, before this, I didn't even know he was the mayor's son. This year, we find out that he's yeah. actually the mayor's son. That gets dropped on us. Um, and then I've just written, wait, hold on a minute. The mayor is Angelo's father. What the fuck? Now at least one of them is going to die because yeah. that feels like because you know they're going into the final battle and we're having this heart to heart between father and son. We're actually he is proud of his son and he is being. And you're right, Helen, it does feel like actually this is some sort of bleed from the earlier storyline where he's yeah. actually earning his place. It's very, very odd. Mm. Um, yeah. It it also just means that the whole Jason thing just doesn't work. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like if, if the whole thing is like Jason is sort of like – so, okay, I'm projecting onto this and like I'm reading into a lot of the narratives and stuff. But to be honest – Despite the bad dub, like the characters and the interplay between them all are stuff that you kind of get a sense for who they were before this apocalypse because there is this elements of society, which is one of the the film's greatest strengths. And Mm. the way that they all sort of like, you've got Andrew, he's he was blatantly the cool kid at school. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, that's how he's he's got the skateboarding skills, he's got the BMX skills, he gets on that motorbike to go and save the kids and stuff. Like everyone looks to him as like a natural sort of leader, and he's Obviously, like Christos's right hand man, because Christos really fucking trusts this guy, and the two yeah. of them hatch all of their plans together. And Jason was like the rich kid at school that tried to buy everyone's like esteem because he was the mayor's son, and so you know my dad is is really important. But nobody yeah. really cared about him; they cared about Angelo, and that's where the whole jealousy came from, and the whole oh you're just bullying me thing, and the bitterness came from. And I was like, if they'd left it as that. 
I 100%, I mean, it was pathetic as shit and it was such petty bullshit, but I love petty bullshit in a really balls out action film. Like I think the best motives are petty as fuck. And then, but all of a sudden Angelo's then his son. It's like, well, no, because then that means they were brothers and that suddenly throws that whole dynamic into a completely different, it does, no, it doesn't work. And again, I don't know if it's something that's meant to be explored in future films, but if it is, we should have had more of it here as they go into the final because it motivates Angelo even more so than like proving himself to his dad and saving the community. It's like, Mm. no, 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 I need vengeance for my fucking brother. Um, Yeah. And yeah. so, so there's that. Then he gets to have his scene um, with <laughs> with his love interest and he gets yeah. friend-zoned hard. Like, this yeah. is cruel. This is yeah. so cruel. Um, you know, the actual line is, promise me you'll come back, best friend. Oh, Ouch. my heart broke for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she did look after him, though. So you got the sense that this was something that could be fixed in later films. Oh, definitely. Like, they, yeah. it was yeah. clearly just they, they wanted a will, they won't they. And it was too weird. Yeah. But, yeah. like, again, he's going into this conversation with her and getting friends on. And I'm just like, oh, no, he's, he's super fucking dead. Like, he's, yeah. he's properly dead. He's double yeah. dead. Um, <laughs> thankfully, spoilers, not the case. Um, but it, but already, and don't get me wrong, as I've said, I love Christos. I think he's got charisma to spare, right? Yeah. But already in the space of five minutes, Angelo now has more story and more to fight for than Christos has had in the last 60. Like we understand yeah. Yeah. who he is and what he needs. It's been given to us in two scenes. Yes, it's not exactly fucking, you know, anything original. And in fact, it's pretty fucking cliched, but... It does exactly what we needed to do. Like you said, Han, yeah. it's an action movie. It can be stupid yeah. and petty. It's yeah. absolutely fine. I'm not looking yeah. for anything more than he wants to prove himself to his dad and he wants to fuck his his love interest. Like it's, it's stupid, macho 80s action film bullshit and that's yep. absolutely fine as yeah. long as we know what we're going for. Um, so everything kind of comes to a head. We're about to start the battle. Christos gets kind of bamfed into the uh, mutants lair. Everybody else is steering the mutants down on the battlefield in their mechs. It all looks fucking terrible, but it's shot well. And then I, I, I'm so conflicted about this because we get that montage and the montage is fucking excellent stylistically and narratively mm. it works really well as well and starts starts to tell us a lot about this society you know they're all praying and again you start to see the remnants of what this society was before mm. it, it fell but this is not the place for a solemn downbeat montage when you're just nope. about to go this needed to be in the middle of act two not yeah. just yeah. before, but it all works really fucking well. It's just in the wrong place and it kills the pace yeah. entirely, but it's really well done. Um, I actually love it. I think the montage is fantastic, but it just, it's in the wrong place. Yeah. It needs yeah. to come, it needs to come earlier. Yeah. This is the bit you want, you want to be amping up at this point, not, yeah. uh, not yeah. And now. I mean, it, you know, it, it does get better as it goes through. It starts to cross cut back and forth with Christos and, and all of that and, and him executing the plan and, yeah, stylistically, it's all great. It just, it just doesn't fit. It really doesn't. Um, and then, what have I got here? I can't read my fucking writing, but I've got another belly laugh here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, genuinely, again, one of the funniest moments in the film. Um, so, Angelo, um, 
frightens the guy with a gun. Like there's one guy on the front of the battlefield is very anxious, very, very nervous, doesn't want to be there. <laughs> and he's just going up to Angelo being like, hey, look, I, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. And they, they're staring him down. And Angelo frightens him and he just fires the first shot. And the, like the battle starts because this guy shit his pants, basically. <laughs> it's It's the type of thing that you only get in ridiculous kung fu cinema and and, yeah, it, and yeah. they they nail it completely like the, the timing of it is brilliant um, so the, the all out war starts because one dude's a chicken shit basically um it's great <laughs> to be fair isn't that how all war starts it is but then, but then they double down yeah. it as well this guy is fucking hilarious he's the funniest uh, <laughs> definitely the funniest performer in the film because then angelo starts whipping the guys up and he goes this is it no one's retreating. And then he goes, I am retreating. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it with such conviction. I am retreating. It's really, really good. Um, and then, right, uh, yeah. And then the uh, mutants start to invade as well. The whole fight breaks. So the fight is going on now in multiple locations. Okay, we've got the yeah. battlefield outside because it's cheaper outside uh, for CGI. We've got, Christos inside the ship uh, doing his thing. And then we've got an assault on the actual uh, base as well um, where the mutants come in. And I, I absolutely love this. They pick on the blind chick um, and, and she yeah. turns out. Yeah, and she rogue ones it. Yeah, she, she rogue ones. She just goes full daredevil on him and it's fucking brilliant. Like not seeded anywhere throughout the film, but all of a sudden that cane no. becomes a lethal fucking weapon and it's great. Yeah. And it's another awesome action sequence. Yeah. Um, really, really good. Um, and then, so then we end up, but like the, the fight with the mechs and the mutants is, is, is crap, right? There's, there's nothing to be said about it other than it's crap, right? And, and we don't see a lot else going on in, in the camp other than it. So we spend yeah. most of our time now with Christos. Christos ends up um, having a showdown with, with the mutant leader, as you would expect. Um, the battle finishes outside and everybody comes in to Christos and he's like, where's my mech? And they're like, it's outside and whatever. So he has to go for it. Then he has a fight with a mutant leader and ends up like getting kicked off a bridge, falling to what would appear to be his <laughs> like certain yeah. doom, like full on Empire Strikes Back it, right? It's so Empire Strikes Back. It's because yeah. I that's why I sent the message that I did. Yeah, oh, yeah. it gets even more Star Wars in a bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he falls. But, it's yeah. just, but it was just, oh. He falls just, to is he what his is, is certain doom and he lands with just a kind of a tap <laughs> just, yeah he just literally lands on that little antenna thing with no force whatsoever he just goes bonk. um again very very funny um yeah and then um <laughs> then the little kid that's been playing with the grenades is giving him the run around as well and he nut shots somebody always good like big goonies yeah. energy from this he even looks yeah. like data he's got the helmet on and everything yeah like very very this kid is also fucking brilliant incidentally so he's giving yeah. the mutants the run around back of the resistance camp nut shots one of them starts climbing up high and zip lining stuff like that really really good and then in order to take the mutant out he activates his grenades because we've seen him do it so it pays off hmm. now he throws yeah. it down there's an explosion and again I'm slightly ahead of the film in a good way because I clock the gas bottles in the scene when I was watching this. Now, mm. I think they're just there as set dressing, but in my head, I'm going, if this grenade sets those gas bottles off, that's going to be really fucking cool. 
Not yeah. only does the grenade set the gas bottles off, the gas bottles shoot up into the air and blow up the fucking ship overhead. Excellent. Like, <laughs> excellent. I couldn't have written that better myself. I absolutely take my hat off to him. Brilliant. So the kid is actually the big hero of the day because he's fucking around with something he shouldn't. Absolutely brilliant. The morals that story, kids. Yeah, play with fire <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah. So the gas bottles take out the ship. Then we cut back to Christos and the mutant leader for this area, Hades. And they're, they're, uh... they're having a fight on the bottom of this antenna thing, basically. Mm-hmm. Christos is getting his ass handed to him because he's not a mutant and he's been severely weakened now by the by the lotus po- locust poison as well. But then suddenly he hears a voice reach out to him <laughs> through time and space, almost as if he's connected somehow, as if all living yeah. things exist in a balance, as if there's yeah. some sort of ethereal, I don't know, let's call it force that surrounds everybody. <laughs> and he's had this power in him all along now because he's been injected with the locust blood, almost as if they have a higher concentrate of the sort of thing that you might need, that one might need to, to tap into this unreserved well of yeah. power. We could call it, I don't know, midi-chlorians, perhaps. Uh, but all of a sudden... No, that's a ludicrous name. He's Nothing got loads of them, and he's able to, like, fly and punch harder. <laughs> and whatever. Use the fucking force, Christos. I don't care. We're here now. We're at our final fight. Whatever. Um, I mean, it's... It's cool. The fight's cool. You know, they're having to reach yeah. around this pole and punch each other and stuff. And again, it it does all get very kind of chopsocky, um, which which the film hasn't been up to this point. It's been balls to the wall action, but now it gets quite mm. chopsocky and it's fine. Don't mind that either. Um, and and I don't really know how I've got to this point or why I've got to this point because other than watching the video of his daughter earlier, really, we don't really know a lot about Christos and what he wants yeah. other than he's the hero. But I am 100% genuinely fucking rooting for the guy. And I think it's just on strength of charisma alone, especially since he's technically the bad guy, I think. Yeah. Like, I'm 100% being like, come on, Christos, you can do it, mate. And Angelo, like Angelo's got my heart at this point. Yeah. I'm 100% down for seeing Angelo survive this shit. So, and it's it's not on the strength of the script. It's not on anything other than just the sheer charisma of these hmm. two dudes. Like yeah. they they just absolutely exude action hero leading man quality, um, and and I can't pay him a higher compliment than that. You know I'm one hundred percent behind him. In the same way, you're one hundred percent behind Arnie every time he machine guns an entire village, and you're just like, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's a bad dude, but we won't ask any questions because he's cool. Like it's the yeah. same thing, um, <laughs> and then the mutants again. Um, we get back to the battlefield and the mutants are starting to go to like really pile in on everything and someone and I couldn't even work out who it is but someone gives a battle cry of let's go and it's the most ridiculous peppy delivery it's like almost like somebody found the little girl from earlier on that they were missing and now used her to overdub like a middle-aged man on a battlefield because it's the most ridiculous peppy out of context delivery i have ever heard for a hardened grunt um yeah i don't don't know what the fuck is happening there um so christos wins his battle 
Um, but then the lead locust breaks free and looks shit. Now, I was really disappointed with this. Actually, I must have skipped over one of my notes earlier mm. because I made a note about the head locust or the lead locust or whatever it's going to be called earlier on because they summon him up out of a pit earlier yeah. on and it's a practical effect when they do so and it, and it looks fucking great it's a great yeah. big fucking head like a really bad animated figure but it looks great yeah. for the level of budget I, and i don't know why we can't fight that again here but instead you know christos gets to his fucking power loader mech thing which was conveniently parked outside by angelo and the boys um they left it mm. running for him because they've got to get back to they've got to get back before all the bombs go off. They've got to get to a safe distance, not back to town or anything. No, no, no. They just got to watch from a comfortable distance. So Christos ends up fighting the headlocks, which at this point is just a really shit CGI xenomorph, and it and it's a shame because yeah. it looked yeah. so good earlier on when it was that fucking yeah. puppet in a pit. It looked amazing, but now it's a really shit xenomorph. It's very easy to kill, um, yeah. and and he. <sighs> Christos, for all his charisma, has the worst one-liners, doesn't he? They're just yeah. not good yeah. at all. Um, I think if, if if I was the if if I was the, the the writer or the actor, I'd be blaming the dub on that. Yeah, probably, probably. So, yeah, they translated it wrong. It was it was it was, it was way cooler. Really. Yeah, but you know, yeah. kill the xenomorph. He does blow up the fucking um ship he does and escape of course he everybody thinks he's inside and we get that moment where oh my god he didn't yeah. get out of the ship of course he got out of the ship right yeah. not only did he get out of the ship not only did he survive not only did he make it back to the resistance camp and not only did our man angelo survive and get a hug from his best friend not only all of that <laughs> it's also <laughs> fucking christmas god bless us Yay! everyone <laughs> We watched this the wrong month. <laughs> we totally did. And I've actually written that as well, Helen. We should have watched yeah. this next month because it's got a yeah. hearty Christmas message that, you know, peace on earth. Genocide's okay. Yeah, peace yeah. on earth and goodwill to all humans can be found if we just commit mass genocide of two yeah. separate other races. It's absolutely yeah. fine. But let's not forget one of them are white-skinned, blue-eyed colonizing bastards that have come into our world and this i was like true. i'm feeling i'm feeling a little bit attacked yeah <laughs> this is true this is true um so yeah it's christmas fine you know um and then we just end like there's so much unresolved story we, we haven't talked about it but we get the reveal about hades yeah. being um yeah. christos's love interest the girlfriend all the way back to the start we find out that Hades is her father, and that's why she ends up on the ship. It's her that shouts, let's go. That's right, when they're on the ship. We get that reveal, but then that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, that completely fucking threw me that. Because I, I, I was I thinking, have I missed something? I didn't think I'd fall no, asleep. No, no, no. It was quite late when I was watching it. Yeah, so where the fuck did that come from? It's So I ended up going back about 10 minutes and watching again. No, it's yeah. it's the, there are lots of unresolved threats because, you know, we... We even get the the scene then where Christos goes out onto the kind of watchtower balcony bit, um, mm. and and he just start you know he gives his kind of final closing monologue basically, and it's very much leading into a sequel, probably meant to be franchised. But yeah, I mean that's a dangling thread. Angelo's relationship with his dad and potentially his brother, maybe if he yeah. is, that's an unresolved thread. We and his birth. we still don't really know anything about Deacon other than the fact he suddenly started feeling things again and rejected the 
locust yeah. blood. And the love interest, let's not forget, where Hades is her dad. That means that the guy that kidnapped and attacked her at the children in the very beginning, the first time that the baddies turned up, Hades' mm. son, was her brother. And they were looking at each other in the face the entire time and neither one of them recognised each other. Neither one of them knew each other. Neither one of them were just like, oh my God, you're mutated. And it's not that that's because they can't see what the other one looks like because she can see her dad and she can say, no, that's my dad. I recognise him. So Uh, what the fuck? No, it doesn't make sense. Get rid of it. Yeah, totally. It's because they thought they got to the end of the film and went, Hang on, we've only got 96 storylines we haven't resolved yet. Let's have another one. Oh, no. They they got to the end of the film. They were like, right, we want a franchise. What sci-fi film has got, like, the best, like, ending of all time? Empire Strikes Back. Right. He's got to be someone's father. You. Yeah. Uh, Eeny, meeny, miny, you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's just so much unresolved. That's the most obvious one. But the whole war itself is unresolved. Obviously, there are still other mutants. Don't forget, this was just the leader of the mutants in this region. So even though even though the locusts might have fucked off in their ship or tried to fuck off, we blew them all up. But even though they might have tried to fuck the mutants are still out there in the other regions. They still they even say that, you know, they, they make it very clear that this is just the Philippine front. You know, and they've got yep. their flags up and everything. They're having a grand old Christmas party. They make it very clear that there's still a war. And now, of course, they've worked out that their mechs give them an advantage. So they're going to need to roll that out amongst the other camps. Like I said, there's there's all the stuff for Angelo to resolve. There's the X-Men. They, they've they've yep. got a part to play. There'll be more X-Men yep. out there as well. So there's a lot, you know. This film very much feels like the first act of a three-act story. Yeah. Um, whether we'll get to see those other acts, I don't know. I'd be up for watching more. I really would. I don't yes. give a fuck about the story. I couldn't care oh, less. God, no. no. But it's cool, and the performances are good. So whatever, I'll watch it. I had a fucking blast. I really did. Yeah. I've, I've got hardly anything negative to say about <clears throat> this film, and it's not good. It isn't. Like we said, the story <laughs> doesn't really work. It's cheesy no. as hell. The dialogue's awful. The CGI is appalling. Yeah. But it's, it's fucking free. fun. It's free on Prime. And it's free on Amazon yeah. Prime. Like, it costs you nothing if you've got an Amazon yeah. subscription. Like, yeah. And it's it's 100% a drunken film that you can watch with your mates at 2 a.m. God, yeah. It's, it's yeah. one of those, isn't it? Like, this, this is one of those films. I said 12-year-old me would have loved it. And it, it very much takes me back to like Sunday evenings in the video shop when I was about to go and stay at my nan's because my parents were going to the pub and they were like, right, just whatever, just pick whatever video you want. We don't. They would never check what it was. I just needed to get a video and get out of there because my dad wanted a pint, right? So you'd just go in and you'd see something like this with an 18 rating and you'd go, yeah, I want that. Yeah. And, 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 and you don't know anything about it because back then, yeah. like you didn't, we didn't have the internet. We didn't know what half these films were and they would rip each other off. You'd get the yep. exterminator and... Robert Cop and shit like that, right? You'd get all of this rubbish nonsense. Yeah, dangerous weapon, all of this shit. Yep. <laughs> and it just looked like one of those, and it feels like one of those, and that's yeah. why it needs Christopher Lambert. But I can, like, I, I genuinely had a nostalgia hit watching this of, like, going back and, like, just, like, you can almost see 
the big clamshell video cover case. And it wouldn't be like, yeah. a, this isn't going to be one of those like two ninety nine rentals where you had to book it and it would come in. And no. the <laughs> this is one of those like £1.50 motherfuckers that's always in stock. And you, and you can keep it for a week. And I probably would it's down on the bottom it. shelf and no one, no one ever picks it up. But because everything's been cleared out and the film that you actually heard was coming out has been completely sold out and you've just got the empty cases like... Saying yeah. you could have had this film, and you're just like, oh well, I wanted like a sci-fi action film. This one's still here, and you grab it. Yeah, totally. I, and I would have, I would have rented this multiple times as well. I wouldn't have just <laughs> yeah. rented it once. Like I would have had it several times. Our video shop, our, our local video shop. Well, we had two. There was the really good one, and then there was the one that was actually a record shop, but but did videos as well. And like they had some, but they would have like older stuff. And they would only have like one copy of the newer releases, right? But their whole thing to get you to go there was that every time you rented a full price release, you could have one of the others for free, right? And they had way more of these bargain bin shit knockoffs than anything else. And this is the type of thing that I would have several times for free from there because it was free, right? So you'd rent the same yeah. thing all the time if you liked the film. I don't know how many times I got Princess Bride from there because it was it was just there and it was one of the free ones. So you'd watch it yeah. several times, you know, and I would have, I would definitely get this. It would be, I mean, it would be Princess this Bride, Princess Bride, yeah. right? And wrestling videos. <laughs> that's what I would be getting for. I had loads of wrestling videos for free. I don't know how many times I saw fucking SummerSlam 89 because it was just there and it was free. It was a good year. Yeah, and it, this would be one of those. You know, Princess I mean, Bride I got because I, I loved watched, it. But they, I mean, I only watched Princess Bride because we had a friend over and we went to like the local petrol station, which only had about like three shelves of like videos, just sort of like where the chocolates are nowadays. Mm. And because the friend was visiting, we had to keep it like sort of 12 sort of PG sort of suitable rating. So we couldn't have anything that was a 15 or an 18. And I remember being absolutely gutted. And we got the Princess Bride because it was the only one in that was left in the shop that was a rating that we were allowed. And I remember looking at the cover thinking, well, this is going to be fucking shit. Well, did I eat my words? Yeah, I, I mean, this is totally <laughs> off topic and apropos nothing, but I... I only watched it for the first time because like back then we used to have, um, me and my mates, we went through a period of having like video rental parties for our birthday, right? Which basically meant yeah. your parents would mm. go and buy yeah. like a massive bag of fucking microwave chips and some burgers and stuff. They'd cook you absolute shit yeah. and you'd rent like three or four videos and you'd spend a day watching yeah. videos. Yeah. Generally, we got, because like you're talking a bunch of like 10 year old boys, right? So generally we would get the most horrendous, violent, sexualized, because nobody gave a fuck back yeah. then, right? Nobody cared. So, like, we were getting stuff like Bloodsport, Nightmare on Elm Street. I distinctly remember getting Cyborg for one of my birthday parties and everybody was bitterly disappointed because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> but my mate had Princess Bride, right? And we all, nobody knew anything about it. Again, didn't have the internet. Yeah. So he pulled this video out and fuck me, we roasted him for it. We were like, what the <laughs> hell? It's got Princess <laughs> in the title. Best film we ever watched at any of those parties. And afterwards, yeah. I rented it for free many 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 <laughs> yep. times that party changed my life honestly yeah we all let our fucking words um that's way <laughs> way off topic but for some reason yeah. we ended up there um so that's what this feels like to me it feels like just one of those little hidden gems that you would never watch yeah. out of choice ever yeah Right. And that's not to say it's as good as The Princess Bride. It's not, right? But it's no, got, it's not. It's not The Princess Bride. No. But it's got that thing of like, this is something that I have just stumbled on that I probably yeah. never should have watched, never would have watched were we not doing this show. 
but it yeah. just got randomly one thing this show has done is totally fuck the algorithm on all of my yes. streaming services. Yes. yes. Right. Oh my God. I can't do Amazon normally because the recommendations that I get, I'm just yeah. like, Fiona comes around. And I'm like, should we watch something? And I pull up Amazon Prime and I look at what it's recommending for me. And I'm just like, yeah, don't judge. I know, right? It, <laughs> it, it's ruined the algorithm. So that's how I find shit like this now because the algorithm's actually yeah. pretty smart. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. hey, you like watching absolute hot garbage. Here's Transmorphs. <laughs> Have a look at this. <laughs> Whatever. It did, it did me a solid here. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, well done, Amazon. Yeah. It, it's found some, <laughs> it has found some gems for me. It's found this. It found me Killer Sofa, which I loved. Yeah. Like, but yeah. then it's also found that fucking awful clown one that we watched last Halloween. And, oh. You know, which I've, which I've tried to block from my memory. So, you know, it's a mixed bag, but yeah, yeah. On this occasion, yeah. algorithm done good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, <coughs> yeah, it's it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? And I think that we've we've got to that point now where, as you say, our algorithm for anybody else looking on our list, they're what the fuck? What have you been watching that brings you to this point? <laughs> I get it. Between this and then stuff I find for the kids, they've we're, we're out and the kids are bored. So I give them my phone and says, "Fucking find something on there." And between the two of those, I, there's nothing on my fucking watch list I actually want to watch. Yep. And then you go, "Oh fucking hell!" But then yeah, every now and again we find these absolute fucking nuggets of gold. Yeah. yeah. But as you said, for every one we find, there's ten that not so much. Yeah. But the, yeah. this is definitely one of those. I, I've I've yeah. had an absolute whale of a time with this, and like. Look, next month's Christmas title has got some living up to do because this yeah. this has set the bar high for a little while now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the real obviously shit stuff now has got a high bar to clear. Yeah, yeah. But that tends to be the way, and the ones we're expecting to be absolute dog shit tend to be a bit more um, accomplished than we give them credit for. Yeah, I think it's because we go in with low expectations. And, and I think with this one, actually, as much as I complained about it at the start, the fact that it wasn't a Transformers ripoff probably mm. did lead me to enjoy it slightly more than I would have otherwise because it blindsided me completely. I had yeah. I had yeah. done no prep for what I was about to yeah. watch. It so any expectations you had are gone. gone. Completely. Yeah. So it blindsided me 100%. Um, yeah, I, I've got no more to say about it. I've, I've said very little bad about this entire thing, mm. which generally doesn't make for a very entertaining show. So I'm sorry I haven't been ranting for the last two hours, <laughs> listeners, and I'm sorry I probably haven't swore as much as I usually would either. Because actually... Yeah, that is a bit strange, actually. I'm not really annoyed at this film at all. I kind of love it, no. <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. I suppose the, the question has to be, is it better than Mario? I'll start with you, Chris. Um, yeah, absolutely, it's better than Mario. Um, it, like, look, I've said a few times, it's not fucking good. I'm, not, I'm under no fucking illusions here. It's not good. There's hardly any story. What there is is confused. The effects are dog shit. Um, but the performances are really fucking good across the board. Um, it, the action is great. It's well choreographed. It's really well shot. Every penny is on the screen. And I just had a fucking blast. Like it, it, it had a big nostalgia hit for me and that helped. So I think you have to be of our generation probably and have grown up with with a video shop local mm. to you that had this yeah. kind of shit, I think, to properly tune into this. But if you did, like, yeah, 100%, give this a go. It's it's not a good movie, but it's a very good bad movie, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, it's better than Mario. Every like I say, use the metric of which would I watch if you put them both in front of me, and it's this a hundred times out of a hundred. Like yeah. definitely. <clears throat> there you go, Alan. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with Chris on this one. Um, I'm not gonna lie. When you sent me that first message, when I was literally just queuing it up about to watch it, <laughs> all of a sudden I was just like, "Oh no!" And Chris. You messaged back and you were just like, just trust me, you're going to enjoy it. And I was just like, mm. I am going to trust you, motherfucker. And you better be, you better not be lying to me this time. And no, I had an absolute <laughs> blast. I loved it. Um, again, it's not a good film. Like there are so I mean, the bit where they're having the mech fight at the end and you've got Angelo and you've got the sort of the, not Hades, but the sort of the next in command henchman guy with the robot yeah. arm. And he's like, now's the time that we get out of our robots. And he just sort of stands up and moves like this. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. But then Angelo starts doing his little warm up moves. And he's like, why are you dancing? And he just gets like smacked in the face before the flying kick. So it's just like, yeah. this is what I am here for. I love every single bit of this. Like hundred percent better than Mario. And if I'm being honest, I actually preferred this to all of the Transformers films as well. I I cared more about the characters. And also yeah. the intro of the first Transformers film, where you've got the voiceover, yeah. that I didn't work for me at all and it knocked me out of the film hardcore. So the two of them suffered from the same problem. Yeah. But whereas the first Transformers film never won me back over, this won me back over really quite fucking quick. <laughs> I really like the first Transformers film and I will make a solid argument for it to most people. All the others are absolute dog shit. Um, and this is better than every single one of them except the first one. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 99% of the way there, Helen. Yeah. 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 I, I've, I've got, a lot, bizarrely, I've got a lot of time for all of them just because, again, it's that nostalgia thing. I'm thinking, actually, yeah, that's all right. And then if you think about them too much, they are shit, but... I, I, again, I can I can switch my brain off and enjoy them for three hours, whatever the fuck they take. Yeah, I, I could. Again, that was the other thing with this. It's fucking brief. Yeah, it's ninety minutes. Very brief minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's in and out before it's got chance to to do you yeah. any real damage. Is the thing. It's, it's over quickly. It doesn't bore you. Like, yeah, it's great. So, yeah. okay, then, Mark, is it yeah. better than Mario? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I, I think you had. <laughs> You had the benefit of, see, of sort of seeing me and Helen messenger back and forth, having already seen this. Um, and I put it on, and I, I think having that disappointment thing, this isn't what this isn't the fucking film it was sold as. That first five ten minutes, I'm thinking, oh, what the fuck is this? This isn't this isn't what I signed up for. And I, as I say, I even went and checked; it was the right fucking film because I'm thinking I missed something here. Um, but yeah, it absolutely grew into it. And I think once once I got past that, and I realised that actually it was just that was my issue, and. No, it not being what I was expecting. It was actually a good thing because I was expecting it to be a dog shit Transformers ripoff. Mm. Um, yeah, I, th I think that, that actually led to a lot more positive experience. Um, and yeah, if you put the two of them in front of me, I would watch this over Mario every time. Um, yeah, there are problems with it. And I think that, we've, a, that there aren't many. I think it's it's generally a good time. And as soon as we talked with Scooby-Doo uh, or Scooby-Doo 2 last month, is that films that have been, I don't know, things have been absolutely panned, but the, the metric has got to be, do you enjoy it? Can you can you sit there and appreciate it for what it is? No, it's not yeah. fucking Citizen Kane. It's not the same sort of achievement as Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or anything like that. It, it looks like shit, and and no, it bounces around. There's problems with the story. There's problems left, right, and center. But you can enjoy it. Yeah, and that's got no, with any art. That's got to be the metric. Is can you appreciate it for what it is? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's that's where I am with this. It was it was ninety minutes of head scratching, 
confused groaning and I go, oh yeah, all right, that worked. And I, I, I'll, I'll take that over fucking two hours of Bob Hoskins in you know, demilitarized police cars. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if you look at it as a Venn diagram, you know, when we're when we're looking at quality, right? And I'm talking purely amongst the metric of this show, right? But if you look at it as a Venn yeah. diagram, you know, on the one end of the scale, you've got the really high budget, slick, well made productions, and on the other end of the scale, you've got like the low budget nonsense that's actually really, really inventive and really good. So, for mm. instance, there's two examples. On the one end of the scale, you can have Battlefield Earth, which we've looked at. And on the other end of the scale, you can have Killer Sofa or Rubber, yeah. which we've looked at, right? And then in the middle of that scale is where the real fucking gold sits because the extremes are polarizing, yeah. right? There are yeah. people that love the Scooby-Doo. Yeah. We really like the Scooby-Doo movies. So that's probably a bad example. But there are people that really fucking love those, right? Even though... They're yeah. high-budget blockbuster productions, and and they're kind of popcorn. And then on the other end of the scale, you know, I pulled a lot out of Killer Sofa and out of Rubber, whereas some people might watch mm. them and go, this is fucking rubbish. Seeing Fabric, yeah. for instance, which you two have watched, and I haven't, but I still will watch. But that that sits on that end of the scale as well, right? So they're polarizing. But then there is this golden area in the middle where things are are just competent, essentially. And that's what this is. It's competent, right? It mm. knows its premise yeah. is shit and it knows it's over the top, but it does a good enough job of everything to entertain you, to get the, to yeah. get the entertainment value out of it. And it's fucking cool. And yeah, that's where the gold lives and that's where this sits, I think. Yeah, so I mean, obviously that's that's our thoughts and we'd love to know what people think. I mean, th- with some of these films, especially with the, the low-budget ones that are available for free, we do get some decent feedback from people who've watched it and gone, why the fuck did you waste my time on that? Um, but yeah, so as always, we'd love to know what people think um, on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can get our previous episodes from other shows as well. Wherever you get your podcast from, subscribe, leave a message, we're back to the best we can. But until next time. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>